We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> I would pull. I have, I have a business, business meeting. meeting in the basement of your apartment, <laughs> which I Googled, by the way. <laughs> I'm in your parking lot. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Jesus, you're coming hot. Way hot today. I'm going to turn the mic down. A little a too much energy, surprisingly. I got my booster yesterday. Oh, you did? I think I'm riding the high of the fact that I haven't felt bad at all. Someone said it 30 hours. This girl, uh, Chris, actually, she's very funny. I was about to make fun of her. I'm like, actually, she's so funny and very sweet. So shit, <laughs> never mind. I'm an asshole. Uh, Christy Cello. Mm-hmm. She posted this whole thing. And I am like, <laughs> she posted this whole long thing. I read it every second of it. <laughs> well, know that if it's 30 hours, though, it could literally hit any minute because I got it done at noon yesterday. She said that she was riding the high and then that she got hit by a truck. Fuck. So mid podcast, if you go down, <laughs> you'll just see the life just drain from my face. It's happening. It's happening right now. Let me know, because also I have chickpea fry. <laughs> fries coming. Oh. So I'm oh, already- that'll help. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like- I saw the life leaving your face. So I gave you a chickpea fry. Like, even if I started to feel better or even if that were going to do anything at all, I would just off myself. Like, you know, it is not worth it. No, I agree. I'm so sorry. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for that suggestion. Wait, what booster did you get? Which- Moderna. I'm Moderna all the way through. I don't even know what I am. <laughs> no idea. Only the most important thing most people have done in the past year. Exactly. People are like, Moderna Pfizer. I'm like, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Valtrex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, people are like, have you gotten your booster? I'm like, nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs> for what? For why? For who? True. Well, I'm hoping... I was so confident like I was tired yesterday but I was just you know who knows Chrissy Cello is a different person than you true because my boss had it like a couple weeks ago and she got like destroyed she was saying she woke up at like three o'clock in the morning which I guess for her was like 12 hours afterwards intense shivers so achy like was absolutely dying the whole day so I was so ready to wake up this morning did she not come into work no she worked from home Oh, you know, know, know. I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't got my booster, but I'm going to feel the shivers. I feel the shivers coming. (laughs) Feel them coming. Next Monday. You got chills and they are multiplying, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I get back from Cancun Sunday night. Monday morning, I am feeling the effects of the booster and I haven't even had it yet. (laughs) I got the booster in the Cancun airport. (laughs) Are you sure? No. (laughs) Yeah, they said it would make me feel something. So I was like, put it in. Uh... Well, we'll find out. Well, I'll keep you posted. You know, I, I do love that with all these vaccines, like everyone's reaction is a thousand percent different just because every, no one knows. Yeah, it does make you, you know, wonder about the anti-vaxxers. Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> Apparently. But I am, you know, I am I just started seeing a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Bella Hadid's nutritionist. Oh, yeah. Because, of course. <laughs> because we talked about the Hadid's bodies and I was like, I should look up how they got there. Yeah. And I found this guy. His name is Charles Passler. Amazing. Dr. Charles Passler. And I'm on this weird diet he put me on. I'm cheating a little bit. Sorry, Dr. P. Not really, but I am I had a vegan cookie the other day. I couldn't help it. How was it, though? They're, I've had one by choice before. They're not that bad. They're not bad. It's no. not bad. But it's also like I'm on this vegan cleanse. Yeah. And I'm taking these supplements. 
all to say I bring that up because he was saying that it's also the same thing of people reacting differently to the vaccine is people reacting differently to the virus itself Mm -hmm. and how strong your immune system is. And so I think this virus has really tested people's health in ways that we haven't thought of. Yeah. So like for my diet, for example, he tested my hydration. He tested my breathing. Hmm. I'm not breathing right. Classic. <laughs> my add it to the list. Yeah. And I had to pee into this cup and then it mixed with this formula and it's saying how oxidated my cells are. Mm-hmm. So how they're replicating based on how dark the color is. One to five. Mm-hmm. He said mine was at a six. And that's not healthy. What color was your pee, Hannah? No, with the... Okay. So, like, it has nothing to do with, like, hydration necessarily. No, it's... Not the yellowness of your pee. It's how it reacts with this other, like, compound. Yeah, I'm not a scientist, clearly. Right, same. But it's... (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Surprise, no doctors here. Got the wrong podcast. (laughs) Uh, But it was a pink color. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. I actually have a photo. Yeah. Honestly... The color of my piss alone is alarming. <laughs> but then with this pink color, and I'm a magenta kind of girl. I right. like a darker pink. Love a good pink. It's how oxidated your cells are. And mm-hmm. I had no idea what that meant. But I looked it up, and it's how your cells are replicating. Mm-hmm. So if they're not replicating at a healthy level, then you're more susceptible to diseases. Like Because they're not turning over as often, so like your cells have a chance to get attacked. Exactly. I pulled that out of my ass. So maybe one you know of us what? is a doctor. <laughs> to be honest, when I said exactly, <laughs> I meant no idea. Maybe or not at all. But let's but, make her feel okay, good. Okay, so. Oh, wow. If you look up oxidation of cells mm-hmm. and they compared it to apples. So a normal cell or a healthy cell would replicate and look like a green apple. It all starts at a molecular level. Right. Again, I'm making this up, but you know what I'm saying. It sounds really right. It all starts with cells. So if your cells are not healthy. You have no shot. You have no shot. So even without alcohol for six months, my cells look like this fucking crumpled up apple. (laughs) But is it reversible? Yes, it is. Okay. So I have been vegan. Actually, I probably shouldn't be drinking Topo Chico. Probably not. But you know what? You know what? Let me fucking live. That's the thing. I could never do something like this. Like, I'm fascinated by the science of it. But it's just like, I know what they're going to tell me to give up. I have the biggest sweet tooth and I can't like it. But here's the thing with with Dr. Pat. He's like, you have to look at what you're willing to give up. So he's like, it's cost benefit. So basically right now he's saying I need to work on my breathing. I need to be a little more hydrated. Okay. I'm at 45% hydration. Mm-hmm. And How you much should, water do you drink a day? I don't know because I drink cups. I only drink water. I stop mm-hmm. or in coffee, but I stopped drinking Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. But I'm drinking, you know, sparkling water. I, I should be drinking flat water. Does it affect it? I feel like I've read that it actually doesn't make that big of a difference. I don't know. You should be hydrated at 55 to 60%. And I have 45% hydration. Okay. So, so that's not terrible. No, you're not bad. But I'm going to him because I want to be the best person. I'm right. also getting a personal trainer. Nice. I'm trying to get fucking fit. I want to be a Marvel. I want to be cast in a Marvel movie. I don't even watch Marvel movies. I don't even like that shit. That we can cut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in a Marvel movie. I think. <laughs> But I want to be in really good shape. Yeah. But his whole philosophy is like, at what cost? So I'm like, yeah, I had a vegan cookie yesterday. And when I said I had a bite of a cookie, I had the full you fucking the cookie. cookie. <laughs> and I, you know what? No one has a bite of a cookie. You're ruining your life. Yeah, I'm lying. And here's yourself. the thing. I'm being honest with myself. And I ordered Grubhub here because I'm starving. You know, I ordered another fucking vegan cookie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the whole point is weight loss. His philosophy is all about health. Mm-hmm. Like And, like, weight loss comes after. Like, it's just kind of an inevitable thing. Yeah. He's like, obviously, you have to intake food. Oh, he's also saying I should get rid of that bike. My soul cycle bike. Why? He's saying berries, soul cycle. He's like, that's great if it's for your mental health and, it, and you like it and it's a community. Yes. But if you want to lose weight, it's 100% nutrition. He said Pilates and yoga because you burn more calories and fat at a lower heart rate mm-hmm. when your heart rate's lower. Right. So he's like, if you're doing it for weight loss, you're doing it wrong. Pilates is also just incredibly good for you. That's another thing. Speaking of wedding registries, if you saw last week's podcast, something else I want to add, Pilates classes, also just for me. Which Pilates studio? I don't care. I, I started going to Solid Core. Did it's you? right on the street. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to get a membership. I think I might too. I'm going to sell this fucking bike if you know anyone. If anyone wants to buy a Soul Cycle bike, I've got one. And the shoes? 
Gotta sh- throw the shoes in there. I'm a seven and a half. I'll throw the shoes in there. Yeah, please. That's sample size. I would much rather have a couch in here than that fucking thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So basically everything... <laughs> The million dollars I've paid to SoulCycle, fuck you guys. <laughs> Bye. But I also did notice that. Like, I am right now, according to him, uh, so I'm 119 pounds, but I'm a 25% body fat. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's get you down to 115, 20% body fat. And I was like, let's do it, baby. I want to know how much body fat I have. Uh, I mean, if you were to tell me a year ago... That I'm gonna be 119 pounds, I would have been like, "Fuck off." Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'd be like, really? Ooh. I'm gonna get an abusive relationship, get addicted to medication, and then have to go to rehab. Let's fucking do <laughs> it, baby. <laughs> That's it. In. Go. I'm in. 2021 sounds sick. Yeah, exactly. But I was spending so much fucking money on soul cycle berries, all this bullshit. And to mm. be fair, I just bought another berries pack because I do like it. I like berries. But I also like SoulCycle because you can dance, but I would rather have a couch in here and go to SoulCycle like once a month Yeah. than fucking, what am I doing? Yeah. Making Miley bark. Like freaking her out. I want to order a couch right fucking now before I even saw that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. This You're going to have so much furniture in here. It'll be like the too many chairs scene of uh, Knocked Up. Well, every time I have a guy over here, which is like once a month, right. I'm like, there are too much shit in here. Not you because I think you're so petite tiny i don't take up much space but i I don't think you have too much shit i will like if you got rid of the bike and didn't like got rid of the bike obviously changed that out for something that just extended along here you would have a great amount of space it's perfect yeah anyway this is not a podcast i'm like describe we're like that not not sponsored by hgtv i i have a show later i have to get to the point let's get to it (laughs) (laughs) let's get to the point here but my point is is all you ladies out there if you're trying to lose weight, because people have asked me, how how did you lose weight? It's eating. It's yeah, 100%. It's always eating. And no one wants to admit it. No. Including myself. Because like the worst thing you can possibly t- say to someone is like, oh, if you want to lose weight, you have to eat less. And everyone automatically thinks that's like an anorexic thing. It's like, no, you probably are just eating way more calories than you think. It's eating healthy things. If you eat a lot of healthy stuff, you're still eating a lot of stuff. It, it all comes down to you need to eat fewer calories. And no one likes hearing that because it sounds bad. But... <laughs> vegan things really going well yeah <laughs> this podcast is all over the place but my dad came to visit to make a Miley this weekend and we went to a vegan restaurant he's like i'm trying to be sportive here but this is fucking gross <laughs> and he, he had to run into Dwayne reed to get something i didn't ask i never asked what my dad needs from a <laughs> from a pharmacy yeah i don't know no how to know. know what my 65 year old father needs from a pharmacy and he goes i just farted like, oh like an old man like no control <laughs> and he's like it's not my age it's that fucking vegan <laughs> but that's the thing is like i'm trying to hook up with dudes right now but like even last night i was gonna hook up with this hot guy but i'm like ah, i had too many brussels sprouts today. <laughs> i was like sorry brother Don't see this, going well. <laughs> this guy this guy has a hotel but he's also from boston and he's living in a hotel right now Ooh, wait, that sounds like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds like a road traveled down. Uh, <laughs> but he went to Harvard. Again. Uh, <laughs> are we just in circles here? Are we just like, has, does time move forward at all? Like, but he went to Harvard and you're like, so that. Right, means- <laughs> which you loved. But he said he's. does he also say he has friends that you never saw anyway shout out to dr p for uh keeping me gassy so i don't fuck other dudes keeping her gassy and classy baby yeah i've made that mistake before i'm gonna be eating on this podcast i'm like how do we boost our listenership eating on the it's an asmr podcast now yeah but anyway so uh what were we talking about (laughs) Your dad farting in Dwayne Reed. When you say it like that, it makes it sound so much less funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My head. I'm vegan right now. <laughs> you're, you're so vegan. Uh, that's the problem. You're a spirit all of a sudden. Yeah. 
suddenly i just don't have points to my stories <laughs> we're just gonna find the point when it finds us man yeah well, dr passler is actually not a doctor <laughs> which actually i didn't even look up i was like oh who are his credentials bill hadid sold good enough better than harvard in my opinion honestly he also was saying like sleep so time you eat yeah. which they told me in rehab they're like time you eat is so crucial i believe that I'm a huge intermittent fasting fan, which whenever anyone hears fasting, they're like, that's bad, too. I'm like, it's not. It guarantees that, like, when I'm bored watching Shark Tank reruns, I don't go and get the peanut butter filled pretzels that are on top of my fridge and just go to town for, like, two hours straight and then look down. I'm like, what happened? If I'm like, no, I don't eat anything past this certain time, then I'm not going to do that right now. And it works. Mindless eating is the problem. Yeah. Well, it's also mindless. Like, the timing thing works even if you are just mindless eating, like you can eat whatever the fuck you want. But if you know that you can eat between the hours of whatever, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., that's a lot of fucking time to eat whatever you want. But then your body's still not fighting against it after you eat a full bag of uh, peanut butter pretzels and then go directly to bed and just lay there with it like a brick in your stomach. I know my old coworker, Jordan Mendoza, we would have bagel Tuesdays and he'd be like, I can't eat for another 45 minutes. And I'd be like, you're such a little bitch and like make fun of him. Meanwhile, he was getting jacked while my yeah. bagel was forming around my stomach <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking tube, inner tube. Yeah. So I really like shat on him and now I'm paying. <laughs> now I mean, you're doing it too. Well, now I'm paying a guy to tell me to do it when I could have just read the fucking book that my coworker read that I was making fun of him the whole time. Yeah. Which, by the way, I wanted to actually talk about on this podcast because someone DM me and they were saying. Not dating advice they needed, but advice. Surprisingly. Sur- finally. <laughs> Surprisingly. We're branching out. But I also truly, with the dating advice thing, I do believe that, like, if it is your person, it's not going to matter. And no. p- and that's so classic to say, but I'm like, again, it's kind of like the rules of eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can work for some people, and then other people are like, this is never going to happen for me. Why would I do it this way? It's like, okay, fair enough. Dating's just weird. But anyway, this girl DM'd, and she was, like, at her office, Two girls who are younger than her are talking about her in the office, and she found out via Slack, which I've been dumped via Slack, and I was like, I hope someone's fucking reading this. You've been dumped via Slack? I've been dumped via Slack. But to be fair, he's now marrying this girl, so it's it's fine. It's fine. See, the thing is, I've always just thought this with anything said via Slack. I'm just always so neurotic about like things I send over company emails, on a company computer, on any kind of company software of any kind I've always been so careful just because I don't want to be the one that's pulled in by HR to be like so what is this about but here's the thing people will will I'll be talking shit on slack sometimes Mm -hmm. but to be honest I would say this shit to their face yes yeah or like I remember talking about people and I still only ever did it over Facebook messenger which forever ago or like just texting someone where it would be like oh this person's being so annoying or how is this person not getting their stuff done And it was never anything that was that big of a deal. Half of it was just like being annoyed. But I think the big thing is like you don't do it on company stuff and everyone does. But I feel like depending on the level of what you're doing, doing it via company software is not smart. It's stupid. And even when my coworkers text me like we should text about this. I'm like, Ugh, well, now it feels meaner to me. Yeah, now like, we're really secret. Yeah, because now we're really talking shit and I don't care about this person enough. Yeah. So when this person was like, they're talking shit about me, should I bring it up? I am such a confrontational person mm-hmm. that I would be like, you fucking bitches are talking shit about me. What were they saying? I guess they have a nickname for her and they're like, oh, did you hear? I'm not going to say the nickname, but did you hear a nickname just burp? And she's like, and I didn't think I burped. And I'm like... If someone's paying that close attention to you. Yeah. Well, it's also just like, yeah, number one, you're not getting any of your own shit done. But it's just like. If I'm talking shit about someone. I'm talking shit shit. Like, it's like a good dig. People burping or farting or whatever in the office. I'm like, it's fine, whatever. As a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who's going to be doing this often from here on out. Let us live. (laughs) I'm going to be fucking Killing it at the Pilates studio. <laughs> They're going to put you on the very opposite but end of the studio. It made me, what intrigued me about this DM, it seems trivial to talk about uh, someone being bullied in their office. But I resonate with it because I was bullied in middle school. The, why do you think I'm a fucking comedian? I was bullied in high school. I was bullied in fucking college. People laughing at me like you early on this podcast. And I don't know what they're laughing at. <laughs> so I became a fucking comedian because I'm like, well, at least I'll know what they're laughing at. Because I'm writing it. <laughs> I'm saying it. 
But well, it's it, also just like, so wait, they're younger than her. So she's getting bullied in her office by people that are not her age. And I was trying to be empathetic because she's like asking for advice. I'm like, uh, the advice is who fucking cares? Yeah. But the other thing is like in this pandemic, if you're going into an office and the people there are fucking assholes because we're yeah, if you're all being made to go into an office and it's 10 times worse than just sitting at home alone where no one can see you yeah, like, and you're risking your fucking life for it. Well, the fact that we're Problem. all in isolation right now or like still kind of in isolation. What the second wave? I don't know. Everyone yeah. has feel, felt so isolated. And the fact that you're feeling more isolated by going into an office, by going and being around people <laughs> is a problem. Yeah. Like, what do you do in a situation where you hate your coworkers so much? Like, I've hated jobs, but when you're like, all right, like, this isn't the worst. I can at least go and talk to this person. I know we're going to get a lunch break today. Like, ma- like I had an old office that I, like, didn't love or hate it. It was just kind of like, meh. But I'm like, okay, well, I know it's Wednesday, so we're getting food catered today. That was enough to keep me going. Or I knew I was like, hey, you know what? If I don't want to be at my desk, it was one of those like weird places that's like, oh, we're going to give you everything except for more money. So I'm like, I'll go sit on the couch and work like on the couch or work outside or do all these things where you're like, okay, I can turn this into something fine. And if you can't do that or if it's just made that much worse, yeah, that does fucking suck because it's just like no one likes to work. No one wants to be working right now. And especially if you've been in a work from home situation and now that's taken away and you have to go back and be around people, it should be pleasant. Like all the places that had couches and cold brew on tap and all this different shit should be turning that up to an 11 now to make up for the fact that we all kind of got a taste of what it was like to not have to be there. Also, because of this fucking virus, everything is transitioning. So people are shifting careers and people are entering new offices. So I imagine a lot of people are feeling like, oh, their coworkers don't like them because she said she's new at this job. And I'm like, well, can you leave? I, I don't know. But I just think it's really shitty that to enter. So many people are entering like a new space and for other coworkers to be assholes about it is so fucking. But the other thing I was thinking, maybe they're threatened by her. Maybe. Because why? Why care so yeah, much? Why give that much of a fuck about somebody? But also, like unless it's absolutely threatening your job or ruining how you do things on a day-to-day basis. If it's creating extra work, I can understand how that'd be annoying. But there's a difference between that and like someone actively making things horrible for you. And it sounds like if she's burping at work, that truly doesn't do anything to them at all, except for maybe like cause them to be like, wait, what? The solution here is this company needs to up their health insurance so these girls can get fucking therapy yeah. and realize that by talking about her, they're really just trying not to focus on themselves. I can't imagine being older than the age of 17 and getting bullied for something. Actually, I can. <laughs> Social media has taught us anything. Yeah. But like, yeah, if uh, I've learned one thing from my YouTube comments at the ripe age of 28, <laughs> it's that I need to lose fucking weight and I'm a fucking annoying piece of shit that needs to set myself on fire. Hey, maybe it was these girls that were writing it. Yeah, like, we found them. Found the source. Uh, but. I think what's hard is because I'm so confrontational. Yeah. I would say you girls are fucking cunts. And if you have a problem with me, why don't we discuss it? If it's something I can fix and if it's not, then stop talking shit. See, I like to think that I would be that way. I feel like I would do it in a way where it's just like acknowledging that I know. Because did she, I'm assuming they don't know that she knows. Kind of like friends. Actually, I didn't ask her how she found out. But I assume it's done in a sneaky way. Yeah. I assume she didn't wasn't included in the slack. <laughs> it didn't tag her. Yeah. Because that's how, like, if I found that kind of thing out, the way I go about things like that, because I want to be confrontational, and then in the moment I just know myself and I know I'm not, would just be to, like, drop the hints that I'm aware. Like, they're playing a mind game, I guess, where it's, like, talking all this shit. But you can play the mind game back where it's like, I know you've been talking shit. You don't know that I – you don't know how I would know that I, that I know, but – I'm going to let you know that I know. And now you have to stew in the idea that like I figured this out somehow. How did I do it? I guess, Skylar, you're just more bored than I am. <laughs> I guess. If you don't have that much to do at work. Yeah, you could mind game them back. I guess I should ask her if she even. Well, she said she didn't know if she liked the job because she just started it. But and it's hard to focus on the job if everyone you feel like everyone around you doesn't like you. But to play a mind game would be like that would exhaust me. Yeah, but at least gives you your power back. I feel like it's such a difficult thing to be. I guess as a comedian, I'm like, I have no fucking power. <laughs> I've accepted that. Let that go a long time ago. 
I think I'm just petty in that way. But I like. But it, I, I think a lot of people are. So I'm saying I think your relate your reaction to it is more. But I'm like, do we want to give this girl advice to fucking mind game? Well, because then, like, the thing is, it's not elementary school. It's not something where you can go and use an I message. Like, it made me feel bad when you said this. Because it doesn't sound like that's going to work. Like, people that bully you at the age of 20-something for no reason aren't necessarily going to respond well to being told that you hurt their feelings. That's true. Or they but... They also probably think they're fucking smart. So if you call them out and be like, if you have a problem with me, say it to my fucking face. I bet these girls wouldn't say it because they're no. fucking insecure. See, no. And that's what I agree with, because that would be the one fun thing. It's like, hey, if you want to talk shit, like say it to my face. I can actually handle it. Actually, you know, what would be fun if you were to take the confrontational route. Big, say all of this to me, but get prepared for what I'm about to say to you. Like you can say whatever you want to me if you need to get this out of your system and say it to my face. But then you get to sit down and be quiet while I get to say all of my problems with you back to yours. We're going to look each other in the eye while we do this. You know, I don't know the dependency she has on this job, but I imagine if they're younger than you and they're talking shit on Slack, they don't have that much power over the company. I just think the mature, maybe it's not the mature route, but the adult thing to do would be like, how about we have a conversation about this? Because Especially this is, if you have to go in every fucking day. Exactly. If you have to go in every day and it's like, I don't really want to be here, yeah. but I'm here to fucking make money. Clearly your parents are paying your fucking rent. Yeah. Like, the privilege of talking shit, that much shit about someone at work, clearly you are not that dependent on money. Because yeah. if you were like, I need this money because I need to go home and pay my rent and I have other responsibilities, I don't have time to think about my fucking coworker who's burping. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about anybody else at work. And now when I hear a burp, I'm be like, that bitch is rich. She's fucking vegan. <laughs> and, and she's so confident because she's burping at work and doesn't even give a fuck like, exactly does not care i mean clearly if they're younger if they're that much younger it's not having a whole lot of work experience anyway so it's just like you don't know how this works like i can't imagine anyone that might have had a little bit of power over me like you talk shit about your boss because sometimes your boss does suck and they're annoying but you also have the wherewithal to be like but i can't say and i can't say too much because at the end of the day someone makes more money here and it's not me I think this is, I, I was about to be like, this is why I'm not really in like groups of friends. I'm not, I don't have a group of friends, yeah. which it sounds like I'm just a loser, which honestly, I kind of am a, am a loser, I but I, I was in a sorority for two years and I dropped out because the cattiness and the amount of shit that people care about, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Mm -mm. I have a situation where there's a group of girls and I'm kind of not in it because of a guy and I'm not even with the guy. It's a different friend that I have that's with this guy now. In a recent event, I was kicked out of a plan because I'm friends with this other person and it made me feel really bad. And I was but then I was like, whatever, bitches, I got Bella Hadid's nutritionist. <laughs> so I'm about to be fucking a 10, yo. I'm about to be a 10. <laughs> I, it's like I'm so focused on getting hot right now. Whatever. I don't even want to hang out with you sevens. <laughs> Yeah, okay, bring me down. Uh, yeah. I know, I feel like as... I want to be hanging out with models in six weeks. <laughs> so, see you later, suckers. I feel like as I've gotten older, like, I've done the same thing. I can kind of pick and choose the people I like being friends with rather than the, oh, well, we're all friends because... I'm friends with her because she's friends with these girls. Like, I've been in that kind of friend group, and it does dwindle. And it's just because you start to realize, you're like, I like some of you more than others. A friend to me, like, I don't need to talk to my friends every single day. There are very few that I actually do talk to every single day. Yeah. But I know which ones that whenever I see them, talk to them, run into them, it feels like no time has passed at all. And then you have the ones where you see them at a bachelorette party or some other bullshit. It's just like, oh, my God, how have you been? I'm like, yeah, it's because we haven't talked in eight months. And like even like with wedding planning and shit now, I'm going through lists of people. This probably isn't good to say in a public domain, but there are certain people where I'm just like, I really don't want to invite you because we don't talk. But I have almost have to because we've been invited to all the same things in the past 15 years. So it's just like you're under the umbrella of friendship when we're not even friends. We don't talk. I have no fucking idea what's going on in your life. Why would I pay 200 something dollars for you to come eat at my wedding? You know, and this goes back to my diet with Dr. P. It's like cost and, and how much you want in your life. But that's literally with everything. You have to evaluate, like, what are these people bringing into my yeah. life? And if they're not, then fucking screw them. Yeah. Like, 
you and I, we've known each other since high school, and I would say we're friends, but until I roped you into this podcast, you know, I we talked, what, once every four months? You mm-hmm. know, we didn't talk that often, but um, I consider us good friends. Did I expect to be in your wedding party? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Was I offended? I'm not your maid of fucking honor. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'd like to hash it out right here, right now. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it's, I, I think there's also people that like you can, like, I'm not a friend for all seasons, but like the people that you fall out of touch with, but can fall back into because you were good friends and then can be again. Whereas there are other people there. It's like, yeah, we were good friends. Don't really see that coming back around. Like, there are friends that I talk to now from college that we can really, like, it's like being stuck in a time warp because the only things we talk about are college college things. We have no other frame of reference for each other. So it's just this cycle of inside jokes between 2008 and 2012, which is fun to relive. Yeah, let's bring back apple bottom jeans. Yeah, it's like, that's all it is. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't need that anymore because I I would rather have the tight-knit group of friends that I'm like, oh, I know who I can call up when I want to go do this. And I know who I can call up when I want to do that. I don't need them to all hang out with each other. It's like my dad one time, he went to Ocean City with my mom. Mm-hmm. Him and my mom went to Ocean I was like, why the fuck are you going to Ocean City? Yeah. He was like, you know, I just wanted to reconnect with some of the guys in my fraternity. And that was the first time I've ever heard my dad talk about friends. <laughs> <laughs> I assume my dad had zero friends. I was like, what? You have other friends besides me and our dogs? When? I- <laughs> Who are these guys? <laughs> I was like, I meet these assholes and like i get like the reconnecting that kind of thing i think that's fun yeah and i have a very hard time of letting go of people oh i do too like i feel like i do a thing where like there are certain wait hold this is my friend getting married let me so the guest on our podcast is actually my friend getting married this weekend what's up liz hi hi sorry i'm doing my podcast right now uh do you have it's is this is everything okay Okay, I'll call you back. Sorry, I'll call you back. Bye. Well, because you know I was talking about her wedding registry, and then I was afraid to post that clip on Instagram. I'll probably cut this. And then she commented on it, and I was like, Ugh. but she didn't seem mad. And then we didn't talk that hard of shit. I'm just, yeah. I called her husband bald, but, like, he is bald. Yeah. Kind of. So it's true. But to back my friend up who's getting married, so I posted the clip about, I was like, she registered for a fucking Dyson hair thing. She said whatever no one buys her she gets 20 percent off yes i didn't know that yeah that's so that's genius huge yeah it's there's so many loopholes with getting married it's wonderful see if uh dr p what his relationship status is he's actually single i don't know he's like 65 yeah gross no yeah i love dr p but i i don't think he's into me anyway <laughs> who knows though once i'm down 20 percent though uh but yeah i mean to loop it back to like friends and things like that i think people put so like you don't like letting people go i don't like letting people go but i think i also realize when people aren't adding anything anymore or when i like i've realized this a few times recently where i'm like i'm tired of being the person that always reaches out like i cannot see somebody for months on end and be like oh hey i haven't seen them we should go get dinner but i'm only gonna do that Probably two or three times over a span of a certain amount of time before I get denied enough that I'm like, okay, well, it's just been me doing this and hasn't been reciprocated. Yeah, I know. I noticed that a lot in sobriety. Mm-hmm. And I've been friends with these people for a very long time. Yeah. So it's hurtful. It was really hurtful, I think, the first few months. And But then I, re- I, I also have to accept that it's not about me. Yeah. And that's, I think, the hardest thing. I mean, that's what's my big 2021 it's not it's It's not not fucking about me and that's probably the same thing with this dm girl with her bullies at work like probably a little bit about her but not that much like enough about her to have people talk shit but not enough to be warranted for the shit that they're talking if that makes sense dude my therapist she's retiring she like has changed my fucking life because i was really sad about a guy for four years and she has totally changed my perspective. Everything feels so personal, but it's so not. Yeah. If if they weren't talking shit, the girl who DM me, if they weren't talking shit about you, they'd be talking shit about whoever fills your place. Yeah. If whoever was sitting in that chair would be the next victim. And so it's it's cost benefit. How much do you need this job? How much do you want this job? Like, yeah, what do like you How want? worth it is it for you to sit there every day and deal with that? If you can get to a point where you're like, 
I mean, fuck it. It's pretty easy to get over and like move past it by yourself and be like, okay, well, I'm here to do a job and I'm just going to get in and out and do what I need to do every day. And that's it. Which sucks because like you want to go to work and be friends-ish with people. I think because I'm a comedian, like I keep saying that I'm a comedian. (laughs) I'm like as a seasoned comedian, as I (laughs) eat on this podcast. um, I've always felt like people are talking shit and then or I'd find out people are I. When she messaged me this, I think I was really triggered by it because in middle school, they had a nickname for me, mm-hmm. which was Stinky. <laughs> stinky. Wait, what? <laughs> My nickname for me was Stinky. <laughs> like, so it's pretty obvious what you're talking about. They're like, Stinky. It's like, yeah, who's Stinky? And they're like, fucking you. And it's because I wore this Abercrombie and Fitch vest that smelled like Abercrombie and Fitch and they thought it was stinky. And I didn't realize it was me because I was like, Abercrombie and Fitch smells great. Yeah. But it's strong. Right. I mean, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Like myself, you cannot get away from it. I am if Abercrombie and Fitch scent were a person. I'm fucking everywhere. But it it, it really, uh, it was a really hard year for me, seventh grade. And it's weird to hear that this is, to have someone say this is happening as an adult. Because I'm like, I guess I became a comedian because I, I, for me, it's always been easier, especially after that incident of like, okay, I'm just going to make fun of myself. Because Mm -hmm. then, even in high school, like people would make. Oh yeah, self-deprecation is like, it's the gateway to becoming a comedian. But it's also just the gateway to getting yourself through any of that shit. Because I think I figured that out in high school too, where I'm like, okay, I know I'm not that cute. I have very weird teeth and I'm short. That actually didn't bother me. But I'm just like, none of these things are adding up to greatness. But if I can get to the punchline first, then the person who's making fun of me and telling the joke looks dumb because it's like, yeah, she said that already. So I don't remember getting bullied. I'm sure I did behind my back because people fucking suck. But it was something where it wasn't funny if they said it out loud because it's like, she did it already. She got there. Oh, no, in high school, I was, it was very obvious. Because, I mean, I, I had a really strong group of friends who I'm still really good friends with. But, like, I remember, like, do you know mm-hmm. So hot. I, I He was so <laughs> It's funny. He's now married, and I ran into people who are friends with him. I was like, how's high school hottie, Brayden? And they were like, what? And I was like, he was, like, the stud. Like, even in my head, I'm like, oh. How is he? <laughs> but anyway, I remember I, we, I walked into a class and he was like, what's with the outfit, Hannah? And I was like, I don't know what's up with my outfit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was wearing basketball shorts and Ugg boots. But I, I was like, I just didn't care. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I was doing it to be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but I in high school, I thought it was kind of attractive, but no one really asked me out. Um, so I was like confused by it. I was like, I'm kind of hot. Why aren't these people <laughs> picking up on? on it? I hadn't met Dr. P yet. There you go. And reached my full. Dr. P stands for potential. <laughs> but I, it was so ingrained in me that I was not hot. Right. That now when people are like, oh, you're hot. I'm like, and it's not often. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying, look, on the rare occasion that someone called <laughs> me attractive, I'm like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Even though I work so hard. So, like, I'm spending, you know, going to Pilates, Botox, hair done. It's like, I'm trying to be hot. And then someone finally says it. I'm like, no, that can't. I'm like, no. This can't be paying off. That's not how the world works. There's always going to be that high school insecurity. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, I looked, I recently looked at my middle school bully. Looked her up on Instagram because my friend randomly followed her. And I was like, oh, I got to check this bitch out. She looks like a teen mom episode. Oh. Yeah. I might like, have so talked like super thin eyebrows. Yeah, honestly, now that I'm talking about it, it seems mean because it's like <laughs> now we're the ones talking. Yeah, shit. now I'm. But it's I come full circle. But it it made me. You know, she's married and has three kids. They oh. go to pumpkin patches. <laughs> sounds nice, honestly. <laughs> like actually, sounds pretty nice. But it's not. Whatever. She's a dumb bitch. It's fine. She wears miss me jeans. I'm sure it's okay. What are miss me jeans? We probably shouldn't talk shit about them because someone who listens. To I us, know we don't have that many listeners. No, so we'll keep. I'll tell you after we turn this off. Did you? He- oh wait, this bitch who faked her proposal. Did you send me this? Maybe. Oh, the the wedding photo shoot. To get an ex's attention. 
I thought, was it an actual wedding or was it just like an engagement photo shoot? So a woman fakes wedding with professional photo shoot to get an ex's attention in viral video. Did she hire people? She hired, including a man she hired to play the part of her groom, which she professionally shot and edited. She wore a wedding gown and a veil and carried flowers and faked a proposal. (laughs) Read the worst part. (laughs) Worst part is he watched my story and still didn't reach out. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I was like, this is genius. The most I have done on this crazy scale, and it's not even close. One time I had like stopped talking to a guy I had been quote unquote dating. And then I was like, I got nothing better to do. I would still like to like hang out with you. So I was near his house and I said I had a business meeting near his house. Granted, I'm 23 at the time. I was in 0% business meetings. Why would you send me also, on a business nothing meeting? Nothing sounds bigger than a business meeting. I think I said I was meeting a client, like a prospective client oh, you for drinks. I have a business meeting. <laughs> shit I would pull. I have, I a, have business a business meeting. meeting in the basement of your apartment. <laughs> Which I Googled, by the way. I'm in your parking lot. No, I, I said, I'm like... I'm meeting a prospective client for drinks. I'm going to be in your neighborhood, which wasn't close to mine. Like, would you want to grab drinks just since I'll be around? He's like, yeah, sure. And I think to this day, he knew exactly what the fuck I was doing, but was obviously on board too. And I just pray to God that no one ever mentioned it. But even like as I was sitting there and I knew he was coming, like he was showing up in the next five minutes. And I was just like, this is a lot even for you, Skylar. Like, I've driven by people's houses before just to, like... Oh, I've done that. Everyone's done that. Well, no, in my high school crush, mm-hmm. my friends used to... Because he lives in a cul-de-sac over from my friend. So we'd always be like, let's do a drive-by. And it was, like, a joke. And obviously, I was the instigator. I was like, let's do a drive-by. But then, as we got older, my friends, like, loved to do... It was yeah. still me, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, they they played along. They love to make you think it was their idea. Yeah, but my friends, my friend drove a convertible, mm. and so she, which is also embarrassing. Who <laughs> drives a fucking convertible? <laughs> and she drove hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the year was nineteen seventy. <laughs> We're in a fucking convertible. And, uh, We're so doing a drive-by because the internet doesn't exist and we have nothing better to do. No, this was like literally when we were in college, so still a long time ago. I, maybe it was after, I don't know. But so we're driving by and they fucking pull into the... So she pulls into his closet and he's behind us <laughs> in a car with his friends. And I'm in the back seat of this fucking convertible. We're going down a cul-de-sac, his cul-de-sac. And I'm like, what do we do? So we pull into a random driveway, and I'm like, fuck you. You're walking to the door because you need something. So my friend walks to the door and knocks on this random door. Oh, my God. Well, you know he knows his neighbors, right? Like, he wasn't he going to be like, why are you at the Smith's house? I, well, it was my friend doing it. My right. friend, right. But I think he knew, too. Of course. But still. So he didn't say, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so we, and he never said anything, so he just knew. Yeah. But because no one came to the door. Of course. All this to say, we can do all of this stupid shit and it still doesn't hold a candle to hiring a professional photographer and actors to fake a wedding that then still doesn't get any reaction out of the person it was all intended for. I think we're criticizing this girl incorrectly. Yeah, it's sure. It's pathetic. You know, faking your wedding is a loserish thing to do. To me, I'm like, she's rich. I was going to say that, too. I'm like, you I'm also like, have so much random money to just throw around. Like, you're fine. Yeah, I get it, honestly. We can't really travel right now, so why not fake a fucking wedding? I, though, would hire a prostitute and make sure I got laid that night, but mm-hmm. that's my personal preference. You know what's funny? Yeah, you would hope that the actor you hire as the groom, you get if you have a choice, you hire the really hot one, because, I mean... I mean, her logic was off, though. It's like, if you if she was married, why does she think her ex would fucking reach out? Yeah, and be like, oh, no. Isn't that, that ship has definitely sailed? You reach out in, like, 10 I think years. If you're, I think if your marriage? ex is insane also, then, no, she thought this was going to work. But it sounds like he was pretty normal and fine. And he was, even if he was like, oh, that sucks, it's still not something you do anything about. You know, it'd be funny if in the Instagram story, he dropped off halfway. He's like, I don't care. 
Yes. He didn't even watch all of them. She's like, fuck, I could have saved 15 grand if I had just done the first half. If I had just done 10 photos, it'd be fine. I just am like, my parents would be like, expect a lot at Christmas. They'd be like, uh, where's that? Yeah. I always think of that too. Whenever I hear stories like this, I'm like, fuck, if I did this and my parents found out, like, what do I have to explain? Like, I have to tell them, like, yeah, I, uh. Yeah, I'm I sorry. You raised you raised an you insane raised person. Yeah, I mean, as someone who had to tell my parents that, uh, <laughs> it's it's a tough conversation. <laughs> I gotta say, it's a tough conversation. Tough little chat. It's like, look, I know you did the job that you thought you did, but um, here I am. But yeah, I can't imagine. No, I can't can't imagine putting that. I can imagine talking about it and joking around about it with friends. But the execution of that, I love planning parties, but it's because I know other people are going to show up and enjoy themselves, not because I'm trying to spend all that money for one person that isn't even invited. Look, and I, not to make this super dark, but like when I got sexually assaulted, I had called my ex for help and it was like one in the morning. So I respect him for not answering because he has a girlfriend and even when he found out what happened, he still didn't reach out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, and that actually happened, and that and that hurt me. But I also respect his relationship, and I'm like, I can't lean on him anymore. You know, I I feel for this girl, but also like I kind of was in her boat, and it does feel shitty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've all done the thing, even when it's just like posting a story that you post for someone specific to see. And it seems like such a fucking waste if they don't see it. Like if they straight up don't see it or they watch it and you get nothing out of it. You're like, well, having a crush is the fucking worst if they view your Instagram story. Because I'm like, should I post this? Like, I kind of want to have sex with this guy. But now I'm just like, or I don't have a crush right now. Mm -hmm. And I it's freeing because I'm like, I can post literally eight chins and like my asshole and no one's coming and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't even check who views my Instagram story. I don't either, actually. I don't know the last time I did. Well, yeah, you're engaged, so like, yeah. When I, I mostly do it, sometimes I'll post things and I forget that my mom follows me on Instagram, and then I'm like, well, oh, I I blocked my mom. I did for a while, and then I brought it back for something, and then I it goes back and forth. Depends the reason the why day. I blocked my mom from my Instagram story is because she thinks about it too much. It's literally for her. Yeah. Because I'm like, if you see something that's a joke that you don't agree with, it's just she got mad at me, and I was like, no, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Because then you're worried or then you overthink it. And I just don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. But also she shouldn't. Why is she putting herself through that? Yeah. But um, yeah, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine an ex right now. I think because we're at an age where people are getting married. And, but mm-hmm. th- she did that. She got married hoping. I just can't imagine like longing for someone that bad. No. Because like, I and I was in love with a guy for like four years. I was like obsessed with him. If he was getting married... I can't imagine caring. That's when you just like, you're like, oh, well, I'll take the L on that one. And then you just, it makes it easier. I think anybody that I've dated that when I wasn't in a relationship, when they got in a relationship or something good happened to them, it was one of those things where you're just like, fuck, uh, well, well, there goes that ship. Like, oh, okay, I lost. It made it easier to move on when something good happened to them. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I, even with my high school crush, like I make jokes and stuff about him. (laughs) I guess I make jokes about him all the time, but like. (laughs) It's funny now because I'm like, well, he's married and has it's just such a joke. Yeah. But and I say high school crush and I know I graduated <laughs> a long time ago, but you know, it lasted throughout college or in my head it did. So uh, it counts. It occupied space in my mind even after college. But when he got married, it was like it was freeing. It was like like he, this is never happening. Yeah. Like it never really was happening. But now like it's really not. Yeah, because yeah. all it matters is your own reality anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, and not to an extent, that, that makes it sound like right. crazy. But what I'm saying is, like, however you let someone go or however you, you know what I mean? Like, like however, it's basically however much space you let them actually occupy. And in your in a, brain. In a situation like this, he was occupying a ton where she was like, this is going to, like, I think it's the idea that it's like, oh, this is going to work. Because you don't do things like that if it's just a chance. You do it because you're like, I'm pretty positive this is going to have a positive effect. 
And then it, it, it is that much more shitty when it doesn't work out. But that is when you're like, oh, let me send off the risky text or let me just suggest we go and grab casual friendly drinks and knowing full well that I don't want it to be a casual friendly thing after that. But let's just see what happens. I would never in a million years put this much effort into something. Actually, my friend and I were just talking about that because she had gone on five dates with a guy. Mm-hmm. She changed her Bumble photo. And she's like, because I'm, we're still dating. I'm not going to put all my eggs in this basket. I've done this so many times. I've dated in New York. And then after she changed it, she said he unmatched her and he didn't text her back. And I'm like, that's like so shitty that he. Such a weird reaction. That's such a weird reaction. But I, in my head, I was like, it's because he was probably thinking about her so much. And probably she was occupying so much space in his mind that the mm-hmm. fact that he wasn't to her. Yeah. He was like, I have to cut her off. Yeah. Because I really like this guy and then he changed his Bumble profile and look, we never went out again and it was a bummer, but it's, I think if you have that strong of a reaction, it's only because again, she was taking up so much space and it was embarrassing for him. Yeah. No, I just mean like I get her gesture on a basic level. I just think obviously this was an extreme case of someone doing shit like this. I mean, look, we didn't find America by sitting... (laughs) In fucking Europe. So. Yep. That's the same. You gotta take big swings. And uh, she's the example that uh, doesn't work, ladies. Doesn't work. No. But you can't. Keep it simple. Honestly, she's an explorer of our time. <laughs> Think about it. She one great leap for humanity. The, she... She tested the waters of social media and relationships and how that shit would work. And it didn't work out. Hey, if she's smart, if she had that she's many gonna be views. She's going to history books. <laughs> I mean, obviously. If she had that many views, like, just keep that rolling. Like, maybe don't do something equally crazy. But now you're like, okay, let me you use my 15 minutes. You know the ugliest minutes. guy reached out. She's like, not fucking you, not you, Jake. All right. Well. Okay. Well, so, yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to Cancun. I'm leaving for Cancun. I'm the MC of this wedding. Are you? I am. That's fun. So this is my joke for, you know, I have to announce the first dance. She's yeah. like, you can do jokes. And I was like, okay, this is my joke for the first dance. Give it up for the bride and groom having their first romp that won't require plan B in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you throw in that, like, Ace Ventura face afterwards. Anyway, I don't think I'll be the MC the whole night. No. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Good. Hopefully tan. Hopefully. Anyway, leave a review, I guess. Five stars. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.